You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Boy, we are getting pummeled. Depending on when you're listening to this, we are or have finally reached correction territory, at least in the NASDAQ, and I believe also in the Russell 2000, which is a small cap index. Year to date, these indices are getting pounded. We are 20 days into the new year, almost done with the third trading week of the year, and NASDAQ's down more than 9%. Uh, Russell 2000 down nine and three quarters, almost 10%. S&P 500 down nearly 6%. And then the Dow is down about four and a half. Um, one of the things that we're seeing here is that we're, you can kind of slice the baloney a little thinner. Mega cap tech names are getting drilled. And a lot of that is what's in the NASDAQ. And frankly, with S&P 500 being market weighted, those t- mega cap tech names are taking up a bigger piece of the pie in the market weighted index. And so some of the kind of value names, I'm not going to get into specific names, but that value sector is having a much better um, kind of time of things as we get into this correction. It feels like everybody was holding on to the end of the year and then started to sell off in January to avoid capital gains. There's a lot going on here right now. I'm not going to get into it in the podcast today into this podcast but there's a lot swirling with interest rate. What the, what's the Federal Reserve going to do? Inflation, jobs, earnings, what's going on with earnings, how inflation is affecting that. But today we are going to step away from what seems to be our weekly inflation dis- discussion. And we're going to talk about the, th- the, the very lightly covered other subject, COVID-19. Yes, right. No, I'm kidding that it's not lightly covered. It's covered ad nauseum. And I think really what we're talking about today is the Omicron variant of things. I don't know where things are, how things are, where you're listening to this. Uh, if you read the New York Times, you would you will see that they're citing the dropping cases in the East Coast as an example of how we've peaked. But if you are on the West Coast, which is where we are, um, Omicron is ravaging in, uh, everywhere. Uh, not ravaging in that there are a lot, as many hospitalizations. Certainly, people with uh, vaccines and boosters aren't affected quite as much. But uh, schools are having trouble staying open. Uh, offices are having trouble staying open with everybody being out sick. So we are really feeling the effects of this new variant. But the question we have is really: Have we reached the peak in the new COVID nineteen cases with this new variant? And really, how is its rapid spread affecting U.S. consumer behavior? Because that's what we're primarily worried about here as investors, right? As, as citizens of the world and of this country, of course, we're worried about people's health. But as investors, we're, we have the, the ability to be kind of myopic in what we're looking at. And what we look at and what we look to is high-frequency data for early clues to treat. And, and we can see from that that Omicron appears to be moderating uh, behavior in a similar way to what Delta did in the fall of 2021. High-frequency data shows that the Omicron variant surge has already taken an economic toll on many vulnerable service-oriented industries like airlines, theaters, restaurants. 
But really, we're starting to see that there's a light at the end of the tunnel based on the experiences of South Africa and the UK. And we could see US Omicron cases starting to decline as sharply as they rose, like I said, on the East Coast. And that potentially paves the way for some economic recovery uh, to continue at a solid pace as we get into the new year. I'll try and link to one of the LPL charts of the day, but you can see there that South Africa and the UK, both of which identified the Omicron variant much earlier than US, have actually seen really significant declines in cases since the peaks on December 17th and January 5th, respectively. The number of new cases in South Africa where testing rates are lower than in the UK and US, and so they have overall lower numbers, but they're down 80% from the peak a month earlier. Whereas UK cases, which have tracked the US pretty closely, actually, during prior waves, have subsided to half of the peak in just two weeks. So while we can never say for sure, especially as many states are in different stages of Omicron infection. If this is the peak in the U.S. cases at a national level, it could be a pretty good step towards eventually easing strain on healthcare systems, labor supply shortages, supply chain disruptions, and all of the other things that we talk about when we're lamenting about inflation and and delays and deliveries and things like that. High-frequency data from the U.S. Transportation Security Administration, the TSA, shows that air traffic uh, passengers traveling through U.S. airports uh, peaked at Christmas and Thanksgiving in 2021 – recovering almost to almost 90% of pre-pandemic levels. Now, since the Christmas peak, the number of passengers has dropped by over 30% in absolute terms, half of which can be attributed to a normal seasonal reduction after the holidays, and the balance is kind of due to increased passenger concerns about COVID leading to canceled or delayed travel plans. You can look also to data on U.S. restaurant diners from OpenTable which is an app that people use to make reservations. And it shows a similar recovery had occurred right back to pre-pandemic levels by Thanksgiving of 2021. But since then, diner concerns over Omicron and increased local restrictions in response to it, all those appear to have dampened demand for eating out as bookings are now down a little over 27%. Uh, versus the same period in 2019. The national data continues to hide really widespread discrepancies in the data between different states and cities. Uh, Many cities in Florida and Texas are still seeing moderate increases versus 2019 bookings, even as New York and San Francisco show declines of 62 and 65% respectively uh, versus the same period after getting within about 34 to 37% of pre-pandemic levels of 20 uh, at Thanksgiving, 2021. So surge into Thanksgiving, Post-holidays, this slowdown, probably a mixture of seasonal and and Omicron. Data on the U.S. theater box office returns show that after a dismal 2020 and first half of 2021, uh, theaters got a much-needed Christmas boost with the release of the Spider-Man movie. Now, that movie took in an impressive $250 million on its opening week, which occurred before the start of the surge, the Omicron surge. So far, Spider-Man has grossed $702 million, uh, making it the fourth highest grossing movie in the U.S. theater history and the first to break even uh, to break to even break the top 150 since pre-pandemic pre-COVID-19. So the number of movie growers, though, has quickly dropped off since the Christmas peak, and the four-week rolling average high is 22% lower than Christmas 2019. But still, an impressive 1,372% higher than 2020. So we're back at the movie theater compared to 2020, maybe just not quite where we were in 2019. Looking back to Delta, it 
took a further month after the peak of COVID-19 cases for ticket sales to start picking up again. So there could be some more disappointing numbers until at least the next expected blockbuster release, which is Batman expected in early March. So we continue to keep a close watch on how the Omicron variant unfolds across the U.S. And I think that it's going to continue to have a drag on the economy uh, in Q4 2021 numbers and into 2022. But economic growth will take a slight hit, both from the immediate moderations in consumer behavior, as we can see from the high-frequency data that we take a look at, but also from the potential for Omicron to extend labor shortages and resulting in supply chain disruptions also. Slower economic growth, though, likely won't slow the rate of Federal Reserve rate hikes that are expected this year as Omicron has pushed further demand for services and goods, uh, which is also weakening the supply side. These are both factors that can contribute to higher inflation. Of course, we have to talk about inflation sticking around for longer than expected before the latest surge. So persistently high inflation is not our base case. And we still believe that one-year inflation should peak right around mid-2022 as the economic impacts of Omicron fade. So we are talking Omicron this week, and certainly it's having some effects, but at least we can draw on some prior experiences like with the Delta variant to see that not all of these things are short-lived. And if we can look to other countries like South Africa, and the UK, they can provide some insight on how long this might go on. Um, but of course, this affects the inflation uh, question. And that's something that we'll, we'll continue to talk about and continue to keep an eye on. But for now, we're talking Omicron. Hopefully you haven't caught Omicron and you are vaccinated, boosted and staying safe and all of that stuff. If you have questions about how any of this affects your portfolio, I'd encourage you to email us at info at FordFG.com or you can give our office a call. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking to you in the next one. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.